In this episode, we're going to finish our discussion of what does it mean to be a lady? So stay tuned to this episode of Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know that there are women out there who love being single, they don't want a man, but I've never felt that way. I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't worked out for me. And that's always been a source of sadness for me because part of my definition of a fulfilled life includes being a wife and a mother. But I got to the point where I said, well, the singleness isn't changing and it might not. And I just want to be happy. And that's what Wonderful Life is about. It's about creating a life where you're happy and you're content. It's not about getting to a point where you say, well, I don't want a man because I don't feel that way. I want a man. And it's not about getting to a point where you just give up and say, well, I guess I'm going to be alone forever. Might as well deal with it. No. Wonderful life means that you're creating a life that you're really happy and content with and excited about because that's what's going to attract your Mr. Right. But even if he never shows up, you're still happy. So this is part two of what does it mean to be a lady? You might want to go back and watch part one. So I'm going to just jump right in here. Number four, a lady takes care of herself. A lady doesn't schlump around in her ratty sweats and t-shirt. She doesn't just like, quick, I'm just gonna run out for a cup of coffee and she looks awful, she's still in her pajamas. I recently saw a picture of a celebrity and she was wearing these jeans that were like splattered with paint. And I don't mean like in a Versace, like $2,000 pair of jeans that are splattered with paint. I don't mean like that. I mean like these were the old jeans that she probably had in her closet that she actually was wearing when she was painting. And they just weren't cute. And I thought, like, as much money as she has, why is she out like this in public? Now, I used to never leave my house in anything less than a three-inch heel. I'm going to tell you, as I've gotten older, if it's my day off or I'm going to run errands, I just like to be in a, a cute pair of sneakers or ballerina flats uh, many times. If the only thing really on my calendar is my yoga class, then I might be wearing my yoga clothes all day. I used to never want to spend any money on yoga clothes or gym clothes in general because I was like, well, what's the point? Because you're just going to sweat in them anyway. And many times I work out at home by myself, so like nobody sees me. So I was like, well, what's the point? Like literally nobody sees me. I'm working out. It doesn't matter what I wear. But then I decided, well, I really spend actually a lot of time working out because I work out normally six days a week. Plus I do yoga five to seven days a week, and that's a lot of time in exercise clothes. It turns out that I'm actually more motivated to work out even when it's early in the morning and I'm by myself working out at home. I'm actually more motivated and I have a better workout when I'm wearing a cute outfit. And look, I don't spend $100 on a pair of leggings, but I know that if I'm wearing my cute leggings and top, that matches and you know, my outfit is cute, it's clean, it matches. And maybe I think I'm gonna work at home all day and the only thing I'm gonna do is go to my yoga class this evening. But even so, 
Then when I go to yoga, or if I decide, let me go out and do something before yoga, at least I look cute. I fly a lot. And listen, <laughs> I understand wanting to be comfortable on an airplane because airplanes are not comfortable. The seats over the years have gotten smaller and less leg room, and flying is just uncomfortable. So I understand wanting to be comfortable, but I'll see women who get on the plane in like their pajamas or like kind of ratty sweats. I'll tell you what I wear when I fly. In the wintertime, I'll wear comfortable leggings and like a long, cute, flowy top and boots. And most of the time in the summer, I'll wear a maxi dress that's, you know, kind of comfy and flowy, so it's not all like tight and constrictive. And then I usually bring a denim jacket with me because I'm always cold on the plane. And then I wear cute flats or cute sneakers. And the truth is, you get better treatment when you look a little bit better. And I'm not saying that you have to put on a full face of makeup or, you know, give your hair a professional blowout, but how about you could brush your hair? Now, I sometimes go out without makeup on. Not, all, not too often, but if I'm working from home and the only thing I'm gonna do is later that evening go to a yoga class, I sometimes will not put on any makeup. But my face is clean, and a lot of times I'll just at least put some lip gloss on. And I understand the drive to be comfortable. Listen, nearly two thirds of Americans are overweight or obese. And when you're overweight, then a lot of times constrictive clothes are even more uncomfortable, so I get it. But you don't have to look like you're schlumpy either. A while back, Amy Schumer just had a baby and she posted something on her Instagram and it was like her in like a workout bra and some of the hospital maternity panties and she was putting a post on there about like this is real life or this is how a mom looks or you know something about the maternity panties being the best thing ever and there were some women who were like yeah go girl but there were a lot of people who said like wow okay wait a minute like yikes get it together because one of the pictures was her like out outside somewhere pushing the stroller in this like workout bra and maternity panties that was it now, my sister-in-law has had two babies. And listen, I never saw her look like that, ever. She always at least has on a cute pair of leggings and a cute little t-shirt or a maxi dress. I mean, she always looks super cute. Even though, obviously, with two tiny children, she's not blowing out her hair and putting on a full face of makeup every day. And look, I understand that that a lot of the women who inspire me with being ladies like Amal Clooney and Kate Middleton, like I understand they have full-time staffs who help them, you know, with glam squads who do their hair and their makeup. Like I get it, they have a lot of help that we normal mortals don't have. But I do think that, you know, you can do the best you can with what you have. Number five, ladies have personal standards. Now, I mean, I've never been in anybody's house, but I just cannot imagine that Amal Clooney or Queen Letizia of Spain, they're probably not hoarders. They probably don't have a messy desk or a disorganized sock drawer. And I'm pretty sure Jackie Kennedy probably did not carry around like some old ratty wallet with a bunch of old receipts in it held together with a rubber band, which is the wallet I used to have. And I looked down at it one day and I thought, you know, is this the wallet of a successful professional lady. And I was like, nope. Now, 
I don't think you need to go out and buy some $900 designer wallet, but it goes back to doing the best you can with what you have. Clean out the old papers and keep it neat and clean. If it's in disrepair, get rid of it, get a new one. Clean out your handbag, take care of your car, get rid of clothes that are stained or torn or they just don't fit you anymore. A number of years ago, I went through all of the spaces in my home and I, I really tossed a lot of things. And the thing about being organized is you really have to continually stay with it or you end up with more stuff at some point. And I'm pretty good about going through things. When I sold my house a couple of years ago and moved into an apartment, I went through everything, got rid of stuff. And here recently, I did another major overhaul. So I went through every drawer, every closet, every cabinet, and I said, okay, well, I've been in my apartment for two years, so if I haven't used it, or if I didn't realize I still had it, I might need to get rid of it. And so I did a major <laughs> clean out. And it's amazing how I feel so much better when stuff is organized, even though nobody really ever sees it except me. But it matters and it makes me feel better when my stuff is together. I asked my boss at the university not too long ago, the teacher across from me left and I said, you know, I would like to move into his office. I'm the fifth most senior person in my department. And my boss said, uh, listen, I've already got plans for that office. And then he took me through for like the next 18 months. He said, let me tell you what's gonna be happening. Here's all the offices, here's what's gonna happen. He said, I, I'm even taking two instructors and putting them in one office to share. And I have a pretty small office. So he was just letting me know, listen, I, I just legit don't have an office for you. And I sat there and I thought, okay, well, why do I want a new office? Well, I want more space and I kind of want a change of scenery. Like, I'm tired of my office. So I said, well, if I want more space, maybe I can create some. So I went through every single file and bin and drawer in my office. And I realized I was keeping a bunch of stuff that I had no reason to keep. In fact, one of my colleagues one day saw me in my office. He said, what are you doing? I mean, I had stacks of paper everywhere. I said, I said, look at that stack. And it was like exams from literally 10 years ago. And he's like, why do you still have these? I said, I don't know. Then when I got rid of all that stuff, I realized, oh, I got a lot of room. Like I could get rid of a piece of furniture because I didn't need it anymore for filing. And so then what I did was I said, now I've got all this space and I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redecorate. So I've been in the process of redecorating my office and it's a lot of fun, but it's making me feel like I have a new office. So I told my boss, I want a new office and now I feel like I have a new office. And he didn't even have to do anything. Thanks boss. And actually I'm being silly, but I really do have to thank him because when he told me, no, I can't change offices, that made me go through all my stuff and really get serious about it. And now I'm really excited about my old office. All right, number six, a lady doesn't attack other people. A lady will defend people, but she won't attack them. There was some gossip in the news not too long ago about um, Kate Middleton perhaps having a falling out with a woman that she and Prince William are, are couple friends with this woman and the woman's husband and apparently the woman's husband has some kind of title so he attends state dinners at the palace and whatnot and there was some type of gossip that maybe they'd all had a falling out 
and um, of course nobody is talking about it. But I'm always impressed with the Royals' ability to really keep quiet because what that means is that Kate Middleton isn't talking to anybody about what's going on. Not her friends, not her staff. There's no possibility that anybody's gonna leak anything because she understands keeping her mouth shut. You know, not all royals always act like that. Back in the day, Princess Margaret, who was Queen Elizabeth II's sister, had a reputation for just absolutely eviscerating people. If you annoyed her or angered her, she would insult you in public, in private, in the, in the press. I mean, there was more than one time where she was called out for how she talked to or about other people. And of course, today there's even more opportunity for that because with texting and emails and comments and social media, it's very common to make snarky, unkind comments. But a lady doesn't do that. Now, in reality, television today really glamorizes and glorifies women attacking each other. That's how you get asked to stay on a reality show is you bring the drama and you attack your co-stars. And, and, and there was a, there was a, a storyline on Netflix's The Crown starring Claire Foy, and I don't know if this really happened, but this, in the story, um, Jacqueline Kennedy had made some unkind comments about Queen Elizabeth. And they got back to Queen Elizabeth, and the way Claire Foy portrayed Queen Elizabeth was that she seemed sort of hurt by Mrs. Kennedy's unkind remarks. Then there was an occasion when the Kennedys were coming back to Great Britain for a visit and the Queen hosted Mrs. Kennedy for tea. And Mrs. Kennedy brought up uh, those unkind comments and apologized to Queen Elizabeth. And in this scene, you know, you know that Queen Elizabeth felt insulted and hurt and embarrassed by the way that those comments had been reported in the international press. And she was so gracious to Jackie Kennedy and so kind to her. And then whenever President Kennedy was assassinated, the Queen reached out with a lot of compassion towards Mrs. Kennedy. And she just basically, she took the high road. And like I said, I don't know how much of that was probably fictionalized just to make it a good story. But my point is that ladies take the high road. And it's not that a lady is a doormat, it's that she doesn't get down in the dirt and fight every single fight. And you might say like, well, why does any of this even matter? I think it matters because when you act like a lady, you feel more confident. And being confident is really at the core of having a wonderful life. The qualities that make someone a lady are the same qualities that are inherent when you are confident and you have self-respect. Now, it's really hard to feel confident and to have self-respect if you're struggling with a broken heart. And if that's your situation, you might wanna check out our ABCs of Healing. It's a free video where I show you how to recover from a broken heart quickly. It's completely free. You can get it at bit.ly forward slash ABCs of Healing. You'll have immediate access to it. And you can watch it again and again. You'll have lifetime access. Wonderful Life is a dialogue, not a monologue. And we wanna hear from you. What do you think about ladylike behavior? Put that in the comments. You can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. We post a new blog there every Friday. You may wanna join our newsletter list or check out our podcast. And we have some cute Wonderful Life merchandise you might wanna take a look at. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time right here on Wonderful Life.